We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the underscore uncontested. There's three of us here tonight. I'm your host, Jacob. The guy giggling is Komiar. That's me. I was just, do you know what dance I was just doing? No. I was doing the He's renegade pool. I was doing the renegade sitting right next to you. <laughs> we also have Taylor here. I'm wearing clothes. What's up? Happy uh, Sunday. So, so <laughs> it hasn't been too long since we've been on the podcast. Uh, we, we broke down the trade deadline the night after it happened. So we're going to do things uh, kind of similar today. We're going to break down the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Boston Celtics game today. Talk about what we've seen from the Thunder throughout the week. What to expect for the week coming up, which includes All-Star Weekend. All-Star break. We're going to play a game of take it or leave it around the association. And then, as always, we got something random to wrap the podcast up with you guys. So it should be a good show today. Let's start off with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the trade deadline came and passed. We did a full podcast on it. If you haven't listened to that yet, highly suggest that you do so. We broke down every trade that happened in the NBA we also talked about how the Thunder did not make a move at the trade deadline. They've decided to stand pat. And Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder had some comments on that, Taylor. Uh, do you mind sharing those with us? 
They did. Um, and very good comments at that. So Dennis Shooter, this is per Eric Horn at The Athletic. This is from one of his articles. Um, he said he was happy the team stayed intact, and then he continued, quote, it felt pretty good. Uh, the shooter said of the deadline going by without any trades. It's a business. There's a lot of talking. But like I said before, we're a whole family. Sometimes it's bigger than basketball. We're really good friends off the court as well. So that's really cool. And then Chris Paul, I don't, I don't actually have this direct quote pulled up, but essentially he mentioned that he uh, he meant to send a text to the entire team once he found out that everybody was, was staying, staying in place and wasn't getting traded. And uh, he felt good. He said, this is the group we're rolling with, and we've got a shot to – do you guys remember what he said at like yeah, that last part? Something about making a push. Like this is the team we're going to make a push. Um, essentially like insinuating that this is the team they're going to try and see how far they can go. Like we kind of talked about on the last last podcast, Sam Presti wants to see how far that this group can go before blowing it up this summer and focusing on the rebuild. Chris Paul kind of says something similar. Like we have a really good shot here. Uh, we're a really, really good competitive team. And um, we're excited with the group we have. And we're really happy nobody got traded. So let's go see what we can do, essentially. Um, so it's really cool to, to see, obviously, the leader in Chris Paul. He's kind of taking on that leadership role this year. And see him excited about that. And then Dennis, somebody like Dennis Shooter, who, um, you know, he he's not starting. He's made it very clear in the past that he would love to be a starter for this team. But, and then also, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of potential uh, suitors for him that would have loved to have a a, a point guard with the, of the caliber of Dennis Schroeder to come and play for them, either to start or come off the bench as a six man. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was really cool, especially to hear from Dennis saying, "No, like I'm really happy I'm staying with OKC and get to stay with this group of guys. We're having a lot of fun, and we have a chance to do something special." So definitely, didn't, didn't Sam Amick also come out like with like a little tidbit about Daniel Gallinari and, and, and he yep. liked that he liked playing in OKC and he really liked the team and team chemistry and didn't Dennis throw some shade at Russell Westbrook the other day by saying he that did. the team, That's a good point. team is different in that like what the leadership he said, was, yeah the leadership's different the the the, the ball movement the the team basketball and that right. Chris Paul has completely changed the culture yeah change like, the culture oh, yeah shoot this man's <laughs> shots fired at Russell Westbrook bang bang a little a little bit yeah yeah for sure um and, and again yeah those Danilo Gallinari comments uh, basically that he sees this team he's b- become very fond of this team and same, that if it same. if Agreed. they weren't in the sixth seed if they weren't playing this good maybe he'd be more motivated to have negotiated a contract extension with Miami and got out but it seemed like he was motivated to stay in Oklahoma City so the team is going to make a push they're going to play as good as they can uh, go as far as they can in the playoffs this season and then the summer, I think, is a different story. But that brings up an interesting point. With this team as currently constructed in the Western Conference, what's their ceiling? How far can they go? I think that's the most fun part. It's coming to the season. They can make it the second round. They can make yeah. it to the second round. I think yeah. in the right matchup, they can make the second round. Uh, I don't think they're Western Conference Finals contenders. No. I don't either, but if they're good it, enough, it, that if nothing's broke their way, it, it, it could happen. Like, for example... Um, prior to the season, I would have been like, okay, the way they're currently constructed, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but if things break their way, it could happen. And they obviously exceeded those expectations. Yeah. So so the West is a little bit different this year. It's a little more top-heavy than it was last year. True. But how would you compare this year's Thunder team to last year's Portland Trailblazers team that made it to the Western Conference Finals? It's is really this good point. Thunder team better, or is it worse? And this is totally a team that could pull off a first round upset like the Blazers did this past season. And then from there, 
have everything line up perfectly to where they get favorable matchups. You know, like for example, if you get the Denver Nuggets in the second round, or the Utah Jazz, maybe even like those would be really, really tough series. But you can the, totally the ja- see the Thunder doing it. The Jazz is an interesting one because yeah. the the Jazz have great rim protection in Rudy Gobert, but you know what really neutralizes that are guards that can shoot coming off of a screen right. and guards that can shoot mid-range jumpers when Rudy's backpedaling to protect the rim. That's all we got, baby. That's Schroeder, Shea, and Chris to a T. Exactly. The, the Utah matchup is a, is a fascinating one. Now, Utah has some big wings. Speaking they of which, you see uh, Bogdanovich's They have Joe Ingles. They have buzzer beater. Boyan Bogdanovich, who just hit a game winner tonight. Crazy. Um, but I think OKC is so much more athletic than those white guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just the size that. But they are me. more. You you're know, right. like I think Gallo versus Boyan is actually probably a pretty good matchup. You know, right? I think it's a really right. good matchup. What Lou Dort on any of those white guys? <laughs> yeah, well, Lou Dort would. You're right. I though. mean, he he might draw a Donovan Mitchell matchup. But so I, I like the Thunder's chances um, against Utah. I I don't feel overwhelmed by that team. I don't feel overwhelmed by the Rockets, per se. Yep. You know, with their with their small ball, the the pocket rocket revolution. What? I love have that. Have you not heard that? Hold up. SB whoa, Nation, whoa. Uh, the whoa. Drink Shake, came what's up with Pocket Rockets on? as the, the pocket uh, nickname. Rockets. That makes me feel so uncomfortable. Hey, they're small and they got boners. <laughs> they lost tonight. <laughs> well, they're they're going to be small and PJ Tucker is going to be dead by the end of the season. That's how I oh, feel. They're going to run him you into the see dirt. See how worn out this man was just Already. the other night. Yeah. Already against and last, AD, today. the Lakers. You can see it today yeah. too. That man was heartbroken because he's working his ass off, like you guys said. And then Bogdanovich hits that buzzer beater, and you could just see it in his. I mean, in just in his entire body language was just devastated. Why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not play Tyson Chandler? Like, Is that right? I was thinking the same thing. Like or a, White Frankenstein. Point. I always call him White Frankenstein because I can never pronounce his last name. Like, but it's just like Tyson Chandler has won an NBA title. He knows where he should be. Like, is he athletic as he used to be? No, but is he still incredibly tall and? <laughs> but he's tall, exactly. He has athletic will, ability. Will he be a presence? And could he like? Can he get rebounds? Bat- could he battle a little bit with Gobert's right. stuff like that? Sure. Like, uh, like Tyson Chandler's probably that player that can still do that. Like he's he's kind of like a Nick Collison kind of type of guy where it was like he's not nearly as athletic as he used to be, but he could still be serviceable just because he's a massive tall man that has muscles. Right. So like. I don't know why you wouldn't put him in there, but Mike D'Antoni you know, and Daryl Morey. That's why maybe, they're, they're maybe, sold like, on I this. I just don't know that much about Houston basketball. And maybe I'm something I'm totally missing stuff on Tyson Chandler, but it's just like, yikes, go pick up somebody else. Uh, I don't know. Another big, but you know, they're going to end up signing Tyler Johnson or something. You don't yeah. have to start or or close M- with that MKG. lineup. They're oh, sorry. Sign MKG and put him at the five. Yeah. No kidding. No, something like, like that. You can start and close with that lineup still. You don't have to play it the entire game. Find you some bodies that can give those guys some rest. Like, for example, today, which we're about to get into, the uh, Boston game, Billy threw out a lineup because Baisley got hurt. I think it was Nader, Schroeder, Ferg, Diallo, and Nerlens. And it's like all those guys had to do was just keep the score close <laughs> and not blow a lead. And they were able to do that. It got our starters necessary rest, which didn't help uh, come fourth quarter. But the Rockets could find somebody. Or like, like you said, Tyson, did they have the people? They can do something similar. Like Get those guys some rest. You don't have to play them 40-plus minutes every night. Well, that's the Mike D'Antoni way. Exactly. Well, and imagine, imagine if OKC would have won today. 
they would be tied for fifth place. Actually, they would just be in fifth place yep. in the standings. Yeah, because they had a tiebreaker over Houston. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, well, speaking of the Thunder, they lose today at home in a matinee, a 2.30 p.m. local time tip, 112-111 to the Boston Celtics. Chris Paul right. probably pissing some people off there at the end of the game. The Thunder were now four. Chris hits a three to bring the deficit to one at the end of the game when the Thunder were uh, plus one and a half yeah. on the day. So um, he he killed the spread for right. for those people who were betting. I already um, got something to say. <laughs> 2.30 p.m. tip-off, right? I'm like, oh. And I saw that, I think, earlier this – probably this time last week. Thinking, oh, great. This will be an ABC game, finally. Just no, like last ATV. season. Nope. Nope. And it should have been an ABC game because it, it was, was a really good game. It was an incredible game against two – right. Instead, I have to watch the freaking Warriors, the worst team in the West, maybe the worst team in the league. It's amazing what will happen on national television. you tune to a night. Thunder game, and usually these Thunder games have been one of the, the most exciting games right. in the NBA. And ABC and TNT are missing out so much. Yeah, and, I'm surprised some haven't been switched over. And like some, it, some but Zion gets switched games. over, God forbid, right? Yeah. What, what were the national games so far? I think hasn't OKC won in all their national games? Like they've been the Rockets and the Warriors, right? Uh-huh. And, and they've won all of them. Yep, I think that's except correct. May, except maybe their early Rockets game. Fair, in Houston. fair, but still, no, I, I'm with you. You're you're spot yep. on. Sorry, okay, I just Definitely. had to throw that in so, really quick. No, you're good. You're good. So <laughs> the Thunder lose one twelve one eleven to the Boston Celtics today. A close game, back and forth, lots of lead changes. The Thunder had a chance to. Tie the game down three Shea. late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Shea gets ripped by Marcus Smart. And although that play stands out to a lot of people, Shea getting ripped, Marcus Smart getting the ball, uh, the Thunder having to foul, and then Boston going up by four with about nine seconds left to, to kind of ice the game. Although that's the play that kind of sticks out in everyone's mind. I feel like there were some themes that kind of went into the Thunder losing this game today. Very much so. One of those for me being just the Thunder missing the easy ones. Yeah, Gallinari talked about that too. Yeah, like Gallo, there was a play in the fourth quarter where Gallo leaked out. Chris Paul hit him with a uh, with a full-court pass. Gallo caught it, turned it a little. Yeah, he was a turnaround jumper. He was a baby little turnaround jumper. Off could have made it like right a three-point game, right? right? Glass. Yeah. He was right next to the glass. Too. Missed yeah. it. Dennis Schroeder missed a couple of layups late. Well, a couple is generous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just late. Late he missed a couple. He missed he missed a handful all game. Those were the times that you need to get fouled, but the refs weren't calling fouls. Yeah, Steven yeah. Adams had a, a pretty little turnaround uh baby hook shot that just rattled out. They they just they missed the easy ones. I think it was Chris in the Paul fourth quarter. Had a couple in that where, down the stretch. Um Diallo cut a pass right underneath the basket and couldn't oh. hold on to it. If he held on to it, he just rises up for a really simple dunk. That led to a Marcus Smart wide-open three that they hit, and then he comes back down. He's in the corner, misses a wide-open three. So I think the Celtics went up like five or six at that point instead of Diallo being able to make it a three-point game with a poster dunk. Like it was yep. just, ugh. Exactly. Then, just just small opportunities, it seemed like, were missed today. The third yep. quarter came and reared its ugly head once again. Yep. And then specifically that third quarter, yep. thirty-two yep. to twenty-three. Kemba Walker Ooh. took over late. He scored two consecutive three-point buckets to really that put, were put sandwiched by of, missed Thunder layups, easy layups, bonus, yeah, yeah, two-point shots. You know, yep. so that those six points, that six-point lead that they got off those two Kemba shots, really should have been two, which changes the entire trajectory of that game. You know, um, yeah. So, no, so it, it seemed tough. like the small ones, and then 
kind of the talk of a lot of Thunder fans after this one was late in that game, the Thunder are on a on a fast break. Chris Paul hits Terrence Ferguson with a pass. Uh, kind of in the corner slash elbow area of the court on the left side of the basket. And Terrence never even looks at the rim. He's open. He doesn't even look at the rim. He kicks it to Dennis Schroeder, who misses a shot. And then the Celtics go on the other end and get a basket. And Terrence Ferguson, although I thought he played incredible defense today. I'm going to give Agreed. it up to Ferg for his defense. Agreed. Especially with guys in foul trouble. Yeah, 26 minutes, two rebounds, an assist, four fouls and only one field goal attempt. That's why Lou Dort has your spot, buddy. Yep. Yep. And we'll continue He's not to. afraid of that because Lou... Lou is, had four shots in 12 minutes. Yeah. Ferguson had one shot in 26. And that's what, because Lou, uh, Lou, Dort was Lou, in foul Lou, trouble. He got four three fouls. Three points? Did he have three points or more? Five? Lou, Lou had three points. The, yeah, the he shot he hit was, was a three. The, it, was the catch and, it was the catch and shoot. Lou's not afraid to shoot the ball. He's not afraid to get his own. And what blows my mind was something that Maddie, Maddie Lee, was that it? Yep. Uh, she t- tweeted this out the other day that just blows my mind about Lou Dort is that this man has not been with the Thunder like much at all because of his 45-day contract thing or whatever with the two-way, being a two-way player before I have to make him an official player. Mm-hmm. The way this man has been keeping up with the Thunder is strictly by watching film. Like, yeah, he, like, they bring him in for film. So he can't practice stupid. with the team. That's right. unreal to me. Like, can you imagine, imagine getting it exactly you were if going this to man practices practices with the team every day so they can get Since it October. in person. I mean, look at the growth we've seen from Baisley from October to now. Like, Imagine if you had that with Lou. Yeah, imagine you had Lou out there with Chris Paul and everybody else like instructing him what to do instead of saying, all right, well, this is what the, we're going to do. You need to be ready for Chris here and there and Chris being an actual coach on the floor for him because he hasn't been running these things through practice unless it's shoot around that morning. Like, That's that's too much, man. That's ridiculous. Right. So on, the, on that note, I actually tweeted this out yesterday, the th- I, and I looked this up because I was thinking the same exact thing as soon as I saw Matty Lee's tweet. Um, so the Thunder waited until March 10th last year to convert Deontay Burton to a full contract. And remember, Deontay was kind of showing some promises and having a similar breakthrough, not to the extreme of, of Azlu, but um, some, he was playing great and giving some consecutive minutes. Fans were kind of hoping that he'd get converted. They waited until March 10th. Now... Obviously, last season was different because the Thunder were looking at potential buyout candidates before converting Deontay after the trade deadline. But you have, I, I, like like you said, Kamiar, you would think that OKC is going to be wanting to convert Dort soon. Just to, like you said, just get him in the, in, into the practice, uh, get, get him into practices and get him away from the blue and just get him more NBA experience. I mean, the sky's kind of the limit at this point, which, you know, I don't want to oversell Lou right now, but... Um, just getting him that experience is so valuable. And the fact that he's been able to do this based off what Matty Lee said, just essentially um, playing games with the Thunder, practicing and playing some G League games with the Blue, and just getting caught up on film in between, like it's pretty phenomenal. It's it's exciting. He's playing well. But, yes, this is why Terrence Ferguson uh, has effectively lost his starting spot, even when coming back right. from whatever he was gone for. Uh, and he's, the, he's such a mental player, and yeah, I hate there, saying it that difference, way. There's a difference between being a team player and right. trying to be a ball mover. Right. And then you, you, you become a ball mover whenever defenses are reacting to you and your ball movement helps get somebody else open. Because they think that's you're not going happening to shoot, with Terrence Ferguson. Exactly. Terrence Ferguson acts like the ball is like on fire and he can't touch it for longer than two or three seconds, and so he's swinging the ball, but he's just swinging it into more coverage. 
because people aren't respecting him as an offensive player at all. I and he, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I don't know why. I guess it's just a mental thing. I guess it's a personality thing. I don't know. I kind of think it's a personality thing. I'm with you. So you compare that to Dre, right? And obviously he was never known for for his who? shooting or scoring. Andre Robertson, you know, that a, a guy that played for the Thunder here a couple of years ago, and who? Um, I think he's spending time in LA, getting a suntan and getting paid lots of money. Um, <laughs> Must be nice, buddy. No kidding. Uh, I do. I do feel bad for Dre. I know he probably wants what? to be on the basketball court. He but he wants to be on the basketball court. Yeah, you know he wants well, to be on the court. I I don't know. I mean, like if I was getting paid over ten million dollars uh, to hang fair. out in Los Angeles with my uh, famous girlfriend, who's also an athlete, he's also attractive, pretty attractive, and I'm just like hanging out in L.A. Like I don't think I would feel sorry for myself or others <laughs> would feel sorry for me either. And like he's already got like. What what is it with these deals like where he gets to like promote like Element Water? It's like yeah, dude. that's true. He he's getting sponsorships. Okay, sorry, I, I didn't mean to open that can of can of worms. All I'm saying is that Dre Lease was able to do things on the offensive end, mainly cutting to the basket and creating spacing. Just even if it wasn't from shooting, Berg's not doing any of that right now. And at a certain point, it kind of makes his de- I don't want to say it makes his defense irrelevant, but like it it his defense doesn't justify his playing time no matter how yeah, good it no, is. No, I get you. It, it, it's lacking making him an overall uh, a, a rounded player. Right. Right? And and that's a problem. It definitely is a problem. So the Thunder this week, uh, only three games, right? They play Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Two and one, though, which, which is good. Yep. Right? But they haven't looked great. Against Cleveland, didn't look great. Against Detroit, there were flashes, but not great. I thought tonight was maybe the the best game they've played in that stretch as far as just an overall complete game. Uh, but it's the one they lose. So are you guys, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you based off this last week of Thunder basketball? Does it worry you that they've maybe regressed a little bit? Uh, do you just attribute it to the... They just came off a four-day break, and they're about to hit nearly a week break with the All-Star weekend, and they're just kind of coasting by. One through ten, Taylor, how worried are you about the Thunder right now? Like a two or three. I'm not very worried at all. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'd never – I'll probably even never – I'll never be a one just because there's so many factors that factor into basketball, like, for example, injuries like we were just talking about. Um, but I'm not very worried at all. Like you said, there was a – Kind of a, a much-needed break for some of these players. A lot of these guys, I think like Steven even still right now, is still trying to heal up and get full, fully healthy, which I think kind of plays a factor into that. Um, and they, they need this break, but it does kind of suck because, like you said, they, they kind of elevate their game back again. Uh, I felt like today, I mean, there's a lot of people after the Celtics-Thunder game saying that was a playoff-caliber basketball, and I agree completely. Did you um, see Kemba Walker's comment? Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. They where said, he smirked. Did they still like a playoff game, and he said, "You're asking the wrong guy about the playoffs." <laughs> but he smirked first. Yeah, kind of gave him good. a wink. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty, pretty funny. Um, so no, I, I'm not worried. I I think, and also you have to take into uh, consideration the traded line, right? Like some of these guys thought they might be traded. Others didn't know who were going to be playing with them after the traded line. It turns out everybody's still here. I think they're probably a little relieved. They're starting to play better and settle back in. Um, and they kind of have a an idea for the second half of the season and kind of know what to expect now, so I'm not worried. Come here. I mean, like, it's a little concerning that 
they they're beating the team that they're supposed to beat. But at the same time, you shouldn't take the Cavs to the wire. You shouldn't take Detroit with that many missing pieces to the wire. And so, like, it's almost as if OKC is playing, knowing that they have a basically a week off coming up. And a lot of teams tend to do that, so that's not like sure. that, should, that shouldn't be too concerning because a lot of teams like they realize, hey, we got a big you know break coming up. But that's not really the time if you're a team that's in the Thunder position. If you really want to get that four or five spot, then you need to make these games, uh, you know, you need to take care of business. Like, for example, the Spurs, they lost four straight. And you know they're going to come into OKC on Tuesday trying to really get a win, duh, because it's professional basketball, but also because to snap their four-game skid. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that game was really, really tight. And um, OKC is a better squad. They have better athletes. They have better they have better talent basically everywhere. Uh, so, I mean, it's not concerning. It's just like, okay, well, that sucks. They're kind of like, they're not going belly up for the, for the, before the all-star break because like they just play the Celtics with literally everybody back. Um, and I am kind of excited for that. That they, sh- they should have won. Yeah. I am kind of excited for that Spurs game to see Dort versus DeRozan. Oh, I'm more excited to see them versus the Pelicans. And I wonder who's going to body up on Zion. Oh God. It's not going to be Danilo. Oh man. Be. If it is, Goodness, uh, that's not good. I think, got I think it's going to be Danilo. I, I mean, who else? Or, yeah, true. Basley. Dort? Lou Dort, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, maybe, yeah, it might be Dort's to start. That's going to be Dort's really the same build, but like six inches shorter. <laughs> okay, it's okay. You know? it's okay. So, um, like, stick Steve on him. Speaking of that, I, dude, I I don't know what you do with Zion. Put Chris on him. See what happens. He's like yeah. a, he's like he's like a fat Julius Randle. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Just waiting on that. Like, All right, so they have the Spurs at home on Tuesday. And then they are on the road at the Pelicans on Thursday. Those are the last two games before the break. What do you guys have them going? One and one, two and oh, oh and two. Oh man, I really, really like the Pelicans at home. Yeah. Um, give me one and one. That's exactly what I'm the going Pelicans with. Pelicans have be- been playing a lot better. I think I'm going one and one as well. I think those mainly because of All Star break coming up. Like if, if it, it weren't All Star break and they were still playing like they were here, you know, a week and a half ago. I probably feel confident going two and zero, but I'm with you guys. I think, yeah. I mean, and they're they're gonna split them, but if they win both, that would bode well for their four or five spots. Very true. Which is crazy to think that, like, at the one point, this team was like eight and thirteen, and we we're like, well, if this is tanking, which is being ultra competitive, but still losing in the last seconds, that's the best form. And now we're like. Okay, Wait, we're actually competing now. Yeah. Win. This team has a chance to win 50 games. Yeah. So imagine if they had had it figured out a little bit more in the beginning when they weren't losing to the garbage Washington Wizards. Uh, you know, if they had won four, they could be four yeah. Games, they could be fourth right now. They could be fourth. Definitely incredible. So along with those last two games of the week, Thunder well represented at All Star Weekend. Friday night Rising Stars game. Shea Gilgis Alexander will be making his second appearance. Saturday night at the the you know the I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is the infamous Saturday night at the Skills, NBA All Stars dunk three contest point, yeah. three point contest Shea Gilgis Alexander will be there as well appearing in the Skills Challenge and then Sunday night the actual game we will get Chris Paul playing for Team LeBron, LeBron. there you go so Rising Stars Challenge real quick I want you guys to pick your winners 
We have the U.S. team as Miles Bridges, Wendell Carter Jr., Devontae Graham, Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Eric Pascal, P.J. Washington, Zion, and Trey Young versus the world roster, which would be Nikhil Alexander-Walker, DeAndre Ayton, R.J. Barrett, Brandon Clark, Luca, Shea, Rui Hachimura, Svi, is that how you pronounce it? Svi? Yeah. I'm not going to try the last Svi name. Svi Josh Akoji, and Mo Wagner. That's a, those are two solid rosters. That's going to be a fun I, game. I think, yeah, I think you got to go with the U.S. roster, right? Why? Oh, I don't know. Trey, Luka. Zion. World, yeah, well, the world, the world does have so Luka. You get Trey who can't play defense and fat Julius Randle. Who else? <laughs> I mean, it's it's an all star game, so this is like tailor made for Trey Young, right? I mean, but it's Luca, but also yeah, Luca too. Luka, oh, it's gonna be so fun. Luca legend. I'm with right, you. So, I so think... who are you taking? U.S. or world? World. Those world jerseys look sick. I'm yeah, yeah, I do like the world jersey, jerseys yeah. a lot. I'm kind of leaning. Taylor, towards, who are you taking? I think I'm leaning towards world. All I right. I, I think. Are you going? Are you going? I'll take the U.S. team. Let's okay, bet. There you go. What do you want to bet? Something. I don't know. Let's bet something. I don't know. Um, that game is Friday night. Yeah. Sure, I don't know. Let's watch it. Okay. And then whoever wins the bet, the other person will go to Bobo's Friday. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Can never go wrong with the Bobo's bet. That sounds good. All right. We'll do it. Taylor, you want to come down? Oh, I do. Come down. Take the drive down from Tulsa. Come, come hang out for All Star Weekend. Yeah, and come eat down. We'll Bobo's. Let's talk. Trash. I, I have a I have a couch you can I sleep on. I swear to God, if you don't come down here and you don't tell Summer to deal with it, I'm going <laughs> to lose deal my with mind. it. <laughs> You can even bring Brody and Rumble. Yeah, there you go. Bring the pups. We can bring the dogs and hang with the dogs. Have a big party. <laughs> I uh, bring the hey. dogs with the O's and hang, and with, hang with the, the dogs. You've got, you've got two dogs. Kamiar's got two dogs. I've got two dogs. It's perfect. <laughs> we'll It'll be a uh, we'll pack them all up and hang out with the who dogs. Who let the dogs out? Yeah. Who <laughs> let the dogs out? Uh, Saturday night, the Skills Challenge will feature Shay Bam Adebayo. Pat Bev, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea, Chris Middleton, <laughs> Derek Rose is dropped, so Domas Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum. I saw a Twitter post that said Patrick Beverly is going to be an obstacle on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Who are you guys taking yeah. for the skills challenge? Hold on. Before we get into this, does it make you sad at all that Domas and Victor Oladipo are both all-stars and OKC traded him away for Paul George's waffling ass? <laughs> hindsight, yes. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Because though. we all knew Sabonis was going to be good. As, yeah. Even though he, when he was not that great as a rookie, like he's going to be good. And then we just need those extra two years. You well, know, and, and I'm, I'm going to mention this question, but we're not going to open this can of worms and talk about it because we don't got the time. But if they kept Domas and they hadn't made that trade, would Steven Adams be traded by now? I don't know. Ooh, that's I'm interesting. Sure, you know, I'm sure Nick would love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who are you guys taking uh, in the skills challenge? Again, Adebayo, Beverly, Dinwoody, Gilgis Alexander, Middleton, Sabonis, Siakam, Tatum. It's whoever can make that pass, so give me Dinwoody. Yeah, Dinwoody's a good one. I kind of like Siakam and Sabonis, but... Think Dinwoody's about... also dating Andre Robertson's older sister. Oh, I didn't know that. that. Is, That's that is weird. correct. Very uh, cool. Because they both play at Colorado. Yeah. Oh, okay. I will take Jason Tatum. I'll go Siakam. Dinwoody. You want you want to take a bet on this one? Yeah, I would like to take a bet. Okay, on this one. <laughs> um, the the winner of this one has got to buy the Bobo's icy. 
Because you always got to eat Bobas with an icing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what if none of our guys wins? Then it's just fine. Whatever. Then Taylor has to Venmo both of us money for the icing. Okay, there you go. Good. There you All go. All right. We're so, in. Taylor, uh, you have the field. I've got no, the field. Wait. wait. no. I. You guys have the field. <laughs> yeah, we have the field. I don't yeah. know how this works. I don't know. But but if Taylor actually does come down like he needs to, I'm going to call your wife. Uh then if he Persuade. does, if he does come down, then we have the field. He has the field. Oh, uh, that's yeah, true. That that would be fair. That, he has to Taylor, if you come down, you know what? We'll just buy you your bobos. Yeah, that's probably, Aww, and that's your icy. That's probably pretty fair. <laughs> and your icy. Except I didn't know it was order, a thing. Icy's with us. Cool. If you order catfish, we're not buying that crap. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So that's no, a no, bitch no, no. move at bobos. Sorry. All right, well, let's get to Around the Association and a game of Take It or Leave It, which I'm really excited about. But before we do that, a quick word from one of our sponsors this week, Untuck It. So have you guys ever seen an untucked button down? They don't look great. And why is that? It's because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It. They're, they are actually meant to be worn that way. They look way better. They're the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked just as their name states. No matter your size, your shape, untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. More than 50-plus fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. There's, I, We have a lot of listeners from Oklahoma City. There's actually an untucked in Penn Square Mall. Regardless of how sketch Penn Square may be recently, which is crazy, but you guys definitely go need to go and check out the Untucket store in Penn Square. Pretty cool. Uh, you can choose from many styles like wrinkle-free, wrinkle-free button downs, super soft flannels, especially this time of the year where it's super cold out here in Oklahoma. Um, they have outerwear and so much more. With Untucket, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long or too big ever again. And the website is super easy to use if you guys don't have one nearby, like for example, I live in Tulsa. I can just go on to untuckit.com and order off their site. So, whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuckit is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit.com, promo code BLUE, all caps, B-L-U-E for 20% off at checkout. There's an Untucket store in uh, Penn Square Mall. We just said that. Just, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I know there is one, but like, I'm kind of concerned. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Word. We're going to play a game of take it or leave it. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. I'm excited for this one. So take it or leave it. This segment from, oh God, it's around the association. I messed up. Hold on. Jeez, man. Come on. Double segment. <laughs> I love that. It's such a good sound. I know. All right, so we're going to play a game of take it or leave it. This one's really simple, and it's brought to you this week by betonline.ag. So these take it or leave it that we're going to do, you can take these to bet online. We have a Woj bomb. What's the Woj bomb? Lakers expected to have exploratory conversations with Dion Buckets in the near future. That makes me sad, though, because Dion getting a ring. I freaking love Dion Waiters. Shout out to (laughs) Dion, man. Talk, yeah, he took an edible and had a freak out on the plane. <laughs> nice. Hey, I can't really to the freak best of out us. on planes. I can 
relate to a lot of things, Dion. <laughs> I'm just not going to talk. All right, so take it or leave it. Brought to you by betonline.ag. These take it or leave it. You guys should take these to betonline.ag and place some bets. If you use the code BLUEWIRE, they will match up to 50% of your first deposit. So make sure to check out betonline.ag. Guys, these rules are super simple. I'm just going to give you a generic statement, and you guys tell me if you are going to take it or if you're going to leave it. I'm not going to go back and forth between you two. Uh, I'm going to let you guys (laughs) each answer uh, debate, and let's see where we go. So statement number one, take it or leave it, the Utah Jazz will end the season without home court advantage in the playoffs. The Jazz are currently 34 and 18. They are, I think, five and five in their last ten. Uh, although they six and six and four. Six and four. Okay, they beat the Houston Rockets tonight, Sunday night, on a Boyong Bogdanovic three. Uh, but lost, or sorry, they also beat Portland at home Friday night on maybe one of the worst missed goaltending uh, calls I've ever seen. Didn't get a fine, a fine for it because they knew how bad they messed up. That's pretty yeah, wild. That was crazy. So. This one, take it or leave it, the Jazz will not end the season with home court advantage. They will end with No, they will not have home court advantage come playoff. They're going to end with with seed five through eight. Man, I really, I really, really like the Jazz. I'm still going to say they end up with the fourth seed. I am too. I know it's not very fun for podcasting's sake, but I I I agree. So you guys are both going to leave this? Going to leave it. Mike Con Mike Conley's been playing a little bit better. He's not anywhere near what they thought they were getting, which has really been disappointing. Not only for, of course, the the Jazz, but for me as well. Because like when they got Mike Conley, I said, "Oh man!" Like in Bogdanovich, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that team is primed for doing something special. And like they've, we're complaining they're a top four seed, but it's just like, man, they have they they've so underwhelmed me. But this brings me to a question I've asked you you guys in the group a little bit. And I thought I'd bring it up on the podcast while talking about the Jazz. Uh, let's say two to three years from now, um, two two years from now, would you rather have Shea or Donovan Mitchell? Oh yeah, this is a fun fun uh, fun question. It's a tough one, man. That is tough. It's a really tough one. So my answer for you in the Slack, and I'll repeat it for everybody on the podcast, was that I would probably go ahead and go Shea. Just because, and I just, I know, like anybody who's a non-Thunder fan listening right now is like, oh my gosh, this Thunder homer. And that, that is very fair. I will say that. Although I have watched a lot of Donovan Mitchell. So it's not like I just haven't watched him at all this season and I'm going Shea. Brody agrees, as you guys can hear in the background. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice ears. But Donovan Mitchell, he, I don't know how much more he can truly develop like he's going to always be a really solid player but we aren't going to i don't think we'll ever see him explode for 30 40 points right like he he is what he is he's really good at doing it but i'm not sure he's ever going to be the guy and i'm not sure shea will either but there's so much more unknown to shea so much more potential i think he might have a higher potential ceiling so that's why i was I, i would lean towards shea that's an interesting, uh, interesting take on it. Yeah, that that Shea ceiling may be a little bit higher, um, or it could be I, lower. I, we have no idea. But yeah, yeah. But but I, I, I like take. where you're going with on that. I thought it was interesting take. I, I, I said that to Jake the other day. I was That's like, a really well, good like, question, though, Comer. Really good I question. Feel, I feel like that. Uh, I said that to Jake and Taylor. You said that in yep. the Slack. And it was just like, you know, I feel like we've seen what we're gonna get out of Donovan Mitchell, and maybe he can take that a little bit to the next level and. 
And I think Shea, we still have yet to find out a lot of what he can do. Um, he's he's literally halfway through. Um, it's like it's like he's literally halfway through his second season in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell's in his third season, and you typically make that leap between years two and three. And um, but Donovan, he Mitchell, honestly, he stayed the seemingly stayed the same player his rookie year to now. He, I it's mean, weird. He's it really is weird. Efficient. He's still really good, right, right. and he and I mean, he is like, improving. But like, but, you know, I'm with you. I'm exactly but, with you. But on. like to me, like, what's his next level even look like if he were to make it? Like, because yeah. I thought I thought seeing his first year, I was like, oh man, like in his in year three to four, he might look like kind of like James Harden because they have similar kind of games. Or I, I always thought Dwayne Wade, which he, is the very or Dwayne really Wade, like, yeah. yeah. Like, but I'm just like he has kind of really disappointed me. So like his growth trajectory has hasn't been very it's high. Pl- right. It's super plateaued. I mean, yep. it might be up a little bit more, but Shea, like, having him with Chris Paul has been super helpful. So I just thought I'd bring that up while talking about the Jazz. It's an yeah. interesting one. All right, second take it or leave it, guys. The Toronto Raptors are the most likely team to meet the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Raps are winners of 13 straight. They're currently the second seed in the East uh, by a couple of games, I think, although nobody's close to getting that first seed. That's That's been wrapped up for a while now. True. Uh, but take it or leave it, the Raptors are the most likely team to meet the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, man. Mm. The, the East is such like a crapshoot right now. It, it's tough. But honestly, I think that the Raptors have been the second most consistent team behind um, – behind the Milwaukee Bucks. And like you uh, you we talked about this on the Thursday podcast Jacob, but you and I both had the Sixers. I think I had them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Or no, I had I might have had them go, I had them going to the finals. You had them I winning had them the winning the finals. Yeah, I had them going to the finals. And that sh- sure does not seem like that will be happening this season as things stand right now. Um now they obviously are starting to get it together and they can continue to, but I am going to uh to take it. I think the Raptors will be the team that wow. that sees the the Bucks in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, which surprises me. All right, I'm leaving it. It's gonna be the uh, not the Raptors, excuse me, the Bucks and the Heat. The Heat have been doing what they've been doing with random white guys named Duncan Robinson and, and like and, K- and Kendrick Nunn and just guys that are like just came out of nowhere. And now you're gonna add. Uh, Andre Iguodala back into the fold, and like I'm not saying Andre Iguodala is going to move the needle that much because honestly, he does not move the needle that much. Like he, I don't know why people are so high on him. Like the guy is like breaks his body is breaking down. Constantly. He's pretty old too. Yeah, he's 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 older, and so like now if they would get on Gallin out Gallinari, I would have felt 100% comfortable saying this, but just the heat and the way they are, uh, and how how just like. Spolstra has them going with basically Jimmy Butler and just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Uh, Bam, and ba- Bam Adebayo. Like diamonds really in great. the rough. Uh, Bam Adebayo is really great. And they traded away a couple guys, but like, I think they're fantastic. Like, and they have Jay Crowder now too. Like, yeah, Jay, they have I some depth. about Jay Crowder. Yeah. Lord. Yep. But yeah. I think, and I think Jay Crowder is going to fit great in Miami. See, that's yeah, the other team I was thinking it's, of. It's, I'm with you. It's just like, they play solid defense and they shoot the lights out. I mean, yeah. like, yep. in the I also like, I mean, the East is interesting because I also really like Boston too. I mean, I know yeah, they lack a little bit true. of size, but they have man, some players. They, they're deep. They're deep. When when those young guys are on, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, the other guys, they're the fun. vets are going to be doing, they're, they're going to score. They're going to do what they do. Yeah. No, it's I'm not with you. They're fun. They're when solid. Jason Tatum makes like three three pointers in a row. Yeah. yeah no egg against the Thunder. <laughs> All right. Third, take it or leave it. The Houston, quote, pocket rocket 
revolution of playing I undersized. I feel so uncomfortable every time. <laughs> their revolution of playing undersized will start a new trend in the league that other teams will soon start to follow. Take I'll, it or leave it. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to say leave that because the first time they run into a Rudy Gobert or the first time they run into even Steven Adams or even an Ennis Cantor or even somebody else where they can just get easy bucket after easy bucket in the paint or an Yo- offensive rebounds, Jokic, Jokic or other guys, Jokic or Nurkic if he gets <laughs> no back. No kidding. Goodness. And uh, it's going to kill them. I mean, now, will they be liabilities on the perimeter? Sure, but like, what's more likely to go down an elite big that's right next to the bucket or some guy shooting an outside a P- shot? A P.J. Tucker three Yeah, that's semi-contested, yeah. So no, no, just like yeah, yeah, I I think it's a leave it one hundred percent. Taylor, I am also leaving it, um, but my reasoning is a little different. I was going to say just look at the past two games. (laughs) I mean, the game tonight, obviously they played Utah really well, uh, but then you have the uh, the Lakers game. um, Or no, sorry, the Lakers they won because of Russ. He went crazy. What was the game? Phoenix. Phoenix. That was uh, sorry. Phoenix game is the one I'm thinking of. Um, Yeah, I look. The league's already going to smaller lineups and throwing your best five most skilled guys on the court um you know throwing as many guys out there as you can uh, and some conventional bigs like steven adams and the clint capellas are obviously like not quote unquote in right now <laughs> in the nba but that's not because of the rockets that was already that's already happening and so um i nobody's going to, going to take it to this extreme because it's just not feasible all right take it or leave it number four Giannis will join jordan and elajuan Ooh, as the third player ever to win both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Take it, take it, take it. I am, darn it, we're agreeing on so many of these. I'm sorry, Carmier, or sorry, Jago, or sorry, podcast listeners. You guys want to bait. But uh, I also had him. Uh, I was taking it because I think he will. He is, so um, defensive rating for all players right now, he is second behind his teammate Dante, but... He also, of all those guys, well, sorry, so his defense rating right now is 98.2. I took another screenshot if I can find it. Here it is. Um, of all those guys in the, the top 10, Giannis has by far the highest usage percentage. So, um, so his, his teammate, uh, Dante, is at 16.4. Giannis is at 36.6% usage, usage percentage, which makes sense. Um, essentially, he is the best defensive player right now by metrics, and I, I think just eye test as well. I mean, he's guarding the best players and doing what he does on the offensive end almost every night. I'm going to give it to him. All right, so here's a a uh, an ad, an add on to that question. If he if he only wins one of those two awards this year, which is it? Defensive if, player. If of the he year. doesn't get them both, if he can just get one, Taylor, you're going with defensive player. Just of the because back to back MVPs is so tough. Even though I probably would also give him the nod right now for MVP. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to take it or leave it number five. This is uh, this is one of my favorites. Oh, Andrew Wiggins will be a better fit in Golden State than D'Angelo Russell will be in Minnesota. Take it or leave it. That is really really tough. Taylor, you go first. Oh, I don't like this. Okay, I'm going to. Ugh, I don't like Andrew Wiggins, but I think he is going to be a better fit in Golden State. Um, once they are fully healthy next year, that is my disclaimer. Uh, you have Steph and Clay back. 
Andrew Wiggins will be a solid role player for them. He's always going to be overpaid, like I said on Thursday's podcast. Um, he's always going to be overpaid on that contract as it currently stands. But I think Golden State will shape him into a solid role player. Meanwhile, I'm still not super sold on the Russell uh, fit in Minnesota. Like, I understand why they had to do it. And if I were in their shoes, I would have done it as well, mainly because of Cat. That puts a lot of pressure on them. Um, but I just don't know. I mean, they're, they're going to have to build a certain way around those two now uh, in Minnesota than they were than they would have had to before um, the D'Lo trade. And I, I think with Wiggins, you can pretty much plug him in that system, try and develop him, and I think he'll, I don't know, long-winded answer, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Wiggins. All right. Uh, give me, man, because we were talking about this, were we talking about this on the pod or before the podcast about whether or not Andrew Wiggins was a good player? It was before, before the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was on. Oh, because I was, like, serious. defending his honor. Um, but give me, gosh, I'm going to go ahead and leave it that. I think D'Angelo Russell's going to be better in Minnesota because um, him and Cat are best friends. They kind of know what each other like, which is A, not defending, and B, scoring <laughs> a lot of buckets. I mean, like their first night out, didn't they just – blow out somebody like substantial I can't remember who yes, they played. Clippers. but like, D'Lo didn't play but I mean your point still stands like those other acquisitions they, oh, were they big had, they had like they had like six guys oh that's like Malik, Malik Beasley, Beasley went off six threes in the first half like 24 they, points or something they yeah. have like, like I think honestly I think the Minnesota Timberwolves made a, a had a really good deadline that's why I said on Thursday they might be my and winners they got some defense in there some more defense in there Along with D'Lo, I mean, like, I really just like that. I, th- I think the chemistry between Cat and D'Lo are going to do something, but, um, man, it- it'll be it'll be interesting. I think D'Lo will be the bigger fit, the better fit in Minnesota, but I think Golden State will be more successful with Andrew Wiggins. Does that make sense? That's yeah, a, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Definitely. What do you think? I right, take Jacob? it or leave it. Number six, Aaron Gordon will be the slam dunk champion this year, claiming the title he should have gotten the dunk contest. Uh, whenever he and Zach Levine had what, and probably in my opinion, the best dunk contest of my lifetime. True. That Zach Levine, those, oh God, remember, I just remember those Zach Levine dunks were just insane. I mean, Aaron Gordon had like the under the butt one. Zach Levine had the near free throw line behind the back. That was probably the best dunk contest of my lifetime. And we thought Zach Levine was going to be something big and he, like, he's good, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Great, good. So the four contestants in the dunk contest, Pat Connaughton, Aaron Gordon, Ooh, like Dwight why, why Howard. No, that's so yeah. dumb. Why is Pat Connaughton in there? He, I wonder that he's too. He's a good tip dunker. I don't think he's a good showtime dunker. Gotcha. I think he's going to have a have, have a tough time in a setting like this. Boring. But Connaughton, Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Derek Jones Jr. Oh, I like Jones um, Jr. And remember, Hami took the place of Derek Jones Jr. last year. Yeah. Oh, I forgot so, about that. That's a good call. So will... Aaron Gordon win it. Take it or leave it. Leave it. I'm leaving he's it. Not, I like the field. And and Jones Jr. is my guy. I really I he's my guy for this year. I like Jones Jr. a lot. He's that. a flyer, man. Yep. He can he can get up. That is He'll pull sure. a homie, I feel like, and kinda of come out of nowhere and have some solid dunks. Speaking of which, right, so, I'm really disappointed so, homie's not competing, but I guess yeah, I get it. Yeah. So both of you guys are leaving that one then? Leaving it. Yes. Wait, who's who's All right, your guy? Take, Call me here. Do you, have a pick? Do you have a pick for that? 
I, you don't have to go into detail or anything. I was just curious. No, I mean for the for the dunk contest, I, I honestly I think it's gonna be Zach Levine again. Okay, that's fair. I really hate Pat Connaughton there. Like he, it's I think it's stupid. Like Jake said, I think he's a great putback dunker, but that's about it. Like, ooh, he's not gonna, he's not he's not the kind of athlete can that can do stuff like Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine can. And Derek Jones Jr. He's like a power dunker, but he's by no means a finesse guy like a Zach Levine. He's not that talented. And Aaron Gordon, anything he does is just like exponentially cooler because he's a bigger guy and he's not supposed to. He's not supposed to do what he does. So I'm going back with Zach Levine. Remember when? Wasn't he? Didn't he break out the Space Jam jersey? He did. Right? I forgot about that. I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I think that's Make right. Sure. Um, all right, number seven. The Memphis Grizzlies will hang on to the eighth seed and appear in the playoffs over teams like Portland, San Antonio, and New Orleans. Currently, as recording, the Memphis Grizzlies are three games up on the ninth place Portland Trailblazers. They are four and a half games up on the San Antonio Spurs and a full five games up on the Pelicans. So this one, take it or leave it, Memphis will hang on and appear in the playoffs this year. That's a tough one because as we speak right now, the Portland Trailblazers are beating the Miami Heat by, I think, what, double digits uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And honestly, the Trailblazers have been playing really, really well as of late, and they should have won the other night before they got robbed. Um, so, I mean, man, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. That is tough. You also have to think Memphis now does not have, although Iggy was not playing for them. Yeah. They were playing no, Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder. Crowder. And so, but if Justin's justice Winslow comes in and can play for them, he could be a really good fit with some of those guys. So it's, it's an interesting one because of the, the trades that have been made. John ja Morant had his first triple double, 27 points, triple double today. Um, I think he's. One of the only players besides Luca, and there's two others to have done that. Luca's done it like a ridiculous amount of times um, before the age of, like whatever they were. I think it was 21. Um, I wish I could know their strength of schedule. True. Remaining. Just off the top of my head, I'm going. I'm taking it. I think I think Jaw will do it. And Triple J, and uh, all the young guys. I'm a I'm a fan of the Grizzlies right now until the Thunder have to play them. When does like Nurkic come back? Eight season or two from now. And the <laughs> the rumor is after All Star break. Oh, they give me the Trailblazers. That's They're a good point. Close. That's fair. Yeah, I'm still gonna go oh. Grizzlies, but that's a really fair awesome, point. awesome. I like the I like the the difference there. Yeah, I like it. All right, last take it or leave it, guys. This one, the Golden State Warriors will trade their 2020 first round pick, which is currently projected to be the number one overall pick in the draft, to get ready to play guys to make another finals run next season. So this one, the Golden State Warriors will trade their 2021st, which could be number one overall, um, in, in order to get guys that are already in the league, all-star level guys, to add to that core of Steph and Clay coming back, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, et cetera, et cetera. You going to take that or leave it? So that's a good question. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And when I first read it, uh, you put this together yesterday, Jake, and I was kind of going through it. And I was like, oh, I'm taking that 100%. They're totally going to do that. It makes sense for their team. And I started thinking about it a little more. And, like, especially now that D'Lo's gone and they can't really, like, package that together for something wild, uh, like, I kind of think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and leave it. I think I've talked myself into leaving it. Um, and I think that they're cool drafting, like, a Wiseman or somebody like that to come in and 
develop with some of these young guys and it would be pretty good see for them how he to looks. make that selection in 2020 then they have the my no not Miami the Minnesota pick oh, next yeah, year true. that's top 3 true. protected wow that's which crazy. i think will be a lottery pick so they could really and that's um, the thing so you can put s- some things back in that cupboard see how that young player develops and if he looks promising but it's not really you know timelines aren't matching and you feel like you have a really good opportunity to advance to the finals again next season if you're the Warriors um, and you really need like a you know the coveted 3 and D player or, or whoever <laughs> you know you can trade that draft or that player that you draft like you said Jacob with with that draft they can get a really solid player in return that matches Steph and Clay and Draymond's timelines more huh that's yeah we'll see I'm going to leave it um, I, I if it was the 2021 draft I I would think they could they could take it take that number one pick and really sell it for something high like if it was a Zion coming up or if it was literally anybody else coming up they could sell that going for a lot because remember the the main bargaining chip that somebody was gonna have for the for like to trade with the Pelicans for AD or whatever was going to be Zion and the Pelicans ended up getting Zion in the first place. So, um, and Zion, as he is a fat Julius Randle is still <laughs> becoming a game changer. And, um, I, I don't, I don't see anybody like that in his draft. So I don't, I think they're going to draft who's the best available. Maybe it might be Carson Edwards, Georgia kid, uh, or not Carson Edwards. What's his name? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Excuse me. Uh, might be the Georgia kid, Anthony Edwards, or James Wiseman. I don't know. Lamelo Ball, yeah, has no. still been getting a lot of talk. Hey, oh yeah, one. yeah, like and all the guys that are you know playing overseas and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm selling that one. I think there's gonna, I think they are gonna take that pick, and because of the amount of crappy picks that they had to play and sign this year, they just are gonna use this one and uh, see how it shakes out because. Yeah. Kind of, kind of have someone that can help in the immediate, yeah. but then also you can build long term. Whenever Steph and Clay and Draymond start aging out, like realistically, what's the roster even look like next year? With because you have True. Steph, you have Clay, you have Marquise Chris, Wiggins and Draymond. You have Marquise Chris, you have Draymond. You have Marquise Chris, and then what else? Yeah. So I mean, it's a good point. They're gonna have to buy, and they're gonna they might have to sell uh, that first round pick, honestly, but. As of what I see, and you know that might change my answer that they might have to sell that first round pick to get a guy. Yeah, but we'll see what free agency comes. They, first. they need they need quantity right now. Yeah, you know, true. They definitely need quantity. We'll see what happens at the at the at the, uh, at the draft. Yep. I yep. think there's going to be a lot of shifting and moving, especially with OKC. Definitely, because again, free agency this year is kind of shot. You know, there's not many teams with cap space. Yeah, no, I'm with you guys. Awesome. Well, good stuff, guys. Uh, that was a good game of take it or leave it. Again, this was brought to you by betonline.ag. Make sure you go sign up. You get 50% off your first deposit at betonline.ag if you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And we even bet kind of online about Bobos. Yes, <laughs> we talk kind about of them. online. And now I am very excited. That's yeah, awesome. Because I'm getting, I'm getting free Bobos. <laughs> well done, buddy. Um, all right, guys. Let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. You better wrap it up! It's done. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Hold on now. Hang in there with me. About that! Can you read? Wrap it up. Chappelle Show's gonna freaking...
think they're gonna sue us. Hey, man. if we get big enough that where Chappelle Show hears that, no by all kidding, means, the we'll take it off. That's right. All right, so guys, the Oscars are on tonight. Uh, I know none of us are really big Oscars guys, but figured this would be a good time to talk about some of your favorite movies from 2019. So what do you got? Us. Oh yeah, us was a, a good, good one. one. I, I us. After Get Out, I, I feel like Us was a step back just because you can't really top Get Out. They're completely different things, though. I know, but I just feel like Get Out was just overall a better movie. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. Fair. Um, Comey and I saw this one together. I'm going to go 1917. I love 1917. I still haven't seen it yet, and I, I really need to. Dude, Phenomenal. it's good. I laughed at really inopportune parts of that film. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say one part of the movie where I laughed out loud, where everybody Nobody else, else like, didn't. <laughs> I, I, I was definitely out of my element. So like, it's World War One. There's still a lot of like, there's still a lot of carnage everywhere. There's like lots of pit holes, pitfalls, and a lot of trenches. It's trench warfare. And this guy, he already has a, like holes in his hand because he, he grabbed barbed wire. And he slips and he falls into this dead bloated guy and he punches like a hole through his chest with his Ooh. bloody holy hand. Oh, that's like gross. He, he basically plunges forearm deep into this dead yeah. guy. And like everybody in the theater is like, oh my god. And I'm like over here laughing my ass off <laughs> and like it was dead quiet. And I was like, ooh, this is Nobody awkward. else was laughing. Yeah, nobody else was laughing. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, Taylor, you got a movie? So I, I saw Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Both of those were great, very mainstream. Hey, so I saw Joker. Yeah. Uh, I actually finally watched Joker a week ago. A okay. week ago no, today, I remember you right saying that, yeah. yeah. Right before I flew out. Hated it. Yeah. I'm the Joker, baby. I the... liked it, but it wasn't my favorite by any means. Once Upon a Time in Acting Hollywood started incre- slow, but I ended up loving it. Uh, I loved yeah, it I, I need to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, the acting in Joker was incredible. Yeah. Right? Uh, everything they did was, was really good. Just, um, yeah, no, very that's fair. dark, uh, very depressing. Uh, just made me sad. Yeah. Just wasn't a fan. Ooh, Captain Marvel. That was fun. Summer Island Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel was a that. good movie. I watched John Wick the third and saw Bobon get destroyed by a book. Oh, like there you Reeves. go. That's a good one. Yeah. John Everybody Wick. Everybody love that movie. John Wick is incredible, man. And then honestly, Honestly, I'm so much more of a fan of the live-action Lion King that came out than the animated version. Live-action is okay. really good. Billy Billy Eichner as Timon was so good. And, and Seth then, Rogen as Pumbaa. Pum- yeah, and then you have uh, Donald Glover uh, as Simba. Simba. Beyonce. Beyonce as Nala. As Nala. It's like James Earl Jones still did Mufasa. I love that. It was a hell of a cast. So good. Hell of a cast. Uh, any other movies, guys? I can't really think of. All right, any. I'm just gonna go off and say it, and people on the, that listen, listeners, are probably gonna disagree with me. That's okay. Anything that exists in the Fast and the Furious franchise gets a 10 out of 10 from me. So Hobbs and Shaw was incredible, and I am so ready. What's this next one? Fast Nine. I'm ready. Put it in my veins. Is Paul Walker in it? I'm kind of getting tired of Fast and Furious movies. Getting a little. Hey, redundant. I'm getting tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like these Fast Chase and Furious would come after me and be heated. These Fast and Furious movies seem a lot like the Police Academy movies that just won't go away. It, it, that's how I feel. Thank you. They're they're good. I also like Good Boys a lot. Good Boys was maybe the funniest good movie. Boys good Boys. Good. That was, yes. Uh, I heard I still haven't seen Parasite. Things, I've heard wonderful things about Ford and Ferrari. I have two. Really Those are two yeah. movies I don't mind. Um, watch list. 
yeah, I never saw Parasite. Um, obviously, it, it was one of the, the better movies of the year. It's up for a lot of awards. Right. Uh, I know. I, I'm it. forgetting some, too. Cause None I, of us mentioned Star Wars. Oh, yeah. See, it was detect- good. Detective but it, Pikachu. I don't know if you can throw up there. Pi- that was fun. That was a fun movie. Like, it, it's Detective fun for what it is. Pikachu. Yeah, that was cute. It was cute. cute. <laughs> Did not see it. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, I can't remember or think of any other movies that came out last year. Yeah, I'm scrolling through. Uh, not a lot that they jump off at the page at me. Sure. I've heard JoJo Rabbit's incredible. Yeah, I heard I heard, I had, they won, I heard it uh, won an Oscar. Yeah. Tonight. Isn't it the one making fun of, like, Hitler? Uh, yes. Yeah. Anything making fun of Hitler is always good. <laughs> but what what if that's the point? It's like to, to like make him a sympathetic character and sensationalize it to make people like him because of fascism. Oh, now you're getting deep, buddy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's stop talking about Sensationalizing movies. fascists. Sounds <laughs> like a new concept. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate you. If you haven't already, make sure you go drop them five star on um, whichever podcast platform you listen to. That would be greatly appreciated. Check out our podcast network, Blue Wire. They are on Twitter at Blue Wire Pods. While you're on Twitter, if you don't follow us yet, at the underscore uncontested. You can find Kamiar at KMorabianCCM. Taylor is at Taylor underscore P15. Myself, I'm just at Jacob Niffin. We will be back with you Tuesday night after the San Antonio Spurs game. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts so they automatically download. We drop a podcast every Monday morning and after every single Thunder game. So make sure you are subscribed so you can get those. Have a great beginning of your week. Again, we'll be back with you on Tuesday night. Until then, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.